When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Listening to 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the discussion about independent music and a celebration of it, whether it's punk or hardcore or indie rock or emo, whatever genre you're talking about. That is what I care about. And I've been steeped in it for many, many years because I'm an old human being. But I'm really, really excited about today's episode because. This is a live podcast, but trust me in saying, like the, some people just straight up skip over live podcasts because they're like, dude, I don't know, they're they're just trying to play to the people in the audience, and like it's not it's not that interesting. Today is an absolute exception. Well, I would say that uh, every live podcast I do, which isn't that many to be honest, is an exception because uh, you know, yes, of course, I'm trying to entertain people there, but uh, I'm just trying to have a different flavor and different version of what it is that I normally do in this particular podcast. But anyways, let's talk about the guests that I have. Well, first of all, this was recorded live at LGB Fest. And if you are not familiar with LGB Fest, it is a hardcore metal punk festival located in Louisville, Kentucky. They celebrated their 10-year anniversary this year. And uh, I was thrilled because I got the invite to come out. Shout out to the entire LGB team. And if you wanted to hear about the origin stories of the festival, go back like, I don't know, maybe a couple months and you'll be able to find an interview episode that I did with all four of the, or two of the founders and then two people who have joined at a later date. But regardless, got the invite, flew out there and did live podcasts. And today I am bringing two of them to you. They are Brian Garris, the vocalist from Knock Loose, like literally probably playing Coachella right now as I'm doing this intro. And I have his little brother, which is a really, really cool thing to be able to combine both their conversations into one. I have Trey Garris, who plays in X Weapon X, also played in Dare, and he's just a, uh, a lover of the core. And so this was only his like second podcast ever, and uh, it was awesome to be able to do that. And this is the third time that I've spoken to Brian, just because, uh, I don't know, we like to talk to each other, and he always says yes when I ask him. <laughs> so... These are two separate conversations, mind you. So the first one you will hear is Brian from Knock Loose. The second one you'll hear is Trey from X Weapon X. I'll obviously do a little intro for that as we transition between the two conversations. But um, yeah, that's that's what we got going on today. You can always support the show, first of all, just by emailing the show. 
100wordspodcast at gmail.com. I love to hear from you, whether that's guest ideas or whatever it is. I just, I, I like to correspond with people because sometimes podcasting, you know, a little bit of an isolating medium, but you can also support the show for free, cost you $0, just like 30 seconds of your time by tossing a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store. And then if you are listening to this on Spotify, you can just leave a rating on there. And all of those things are really helpful. I know if you listen to like more than one podcast, you hear people pleading for you to do that. And honestly, if like 3% of the audience would do that for this particular show, and frankly, all the other shows you listen to, we would probably stop harassing you. (laughs) Anyways, let's dive into the live podcast. Like I said, LDB Fest, awesome. You should plan on going next year. I, If they have me back, I will absolutely do it again. It was a real fun and intimate environment. Very different than the Outbreak Festival podcast that I did last year, um, but it was still really, really fun nonetheless. Anyways, first up, we have Brian Garris from Knocked Loose, and then we have his little brother, Trey Garris from X Weapon X right after that. So here we go. Here's Brian. So thank you, Brian, for... Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we third did, time. I know. We <laughs> third time. That's what Brian and I had the pleasure of doing this uh, over in the United Kingdom at Outbreak Festival, and uh, that was super fun. And so the LDB Fest invited me to do this here because not everybody wants to watch every single band and be punished by music all day. So that's obviously what we're doing here in this nice little space. So, anyways, thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so we'll. Uh, I'm going to ask some sort of general questions about kind of fest life because i mean at this point you've obviously watched this fest grow from i mean probably what like 100 people the first year a room smaller than this room <laughs> so it was like a, at a pizza joint or something like that well I th- well the first year was at a venue that we used to have called Nelligan hall okay that was honestly not the smallest venue that it was in but yeah. it was just like one of our only venues sure um and then the third venue that it was ever in was in a bar called the Cure Lounge. Okay. Um, and it was way smaller than this room. <laughs> like maybe, I don't know. It was uncomfortably small. And the fest had already started growing at that point. Sure. And it was like a corner stage, which is just the absolute worst. Oh, it's the worst. Um, <laughs> but it was like... Those were some great years. Um, sure. I think that was the last time that Knocked Loose played LDB yeah. was when it was at the Cure Lounge. We did like a surprise set in 2020, like right before the world shut down. Yeah. Because every single year we're here anyways. Like right. Every <laughs> You're just hanging me- out. Every single member of the band's here just like hanging out. And like that year was like so much fun. And we were just like, can we play? Yeah. Can we just like hop on can for a few yeah, songs? Can we play like five songs? <laughs> Um, and no, no, everyone that you're friends with is like, yeah, of course you can. Do yeah, this. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been awesome to see it grow. Like just as like a legitimate fan of the fest and like a fan of the the bands and like kind of what the fest represents in a way. You know, like yeah, it, it's like a chance for smaller like regional bands to play like some of their most exciting sets. So it, it's really cool to see it turn into what it is now like like i was saying a second ago i just got here and like walking into that room and seeing the size of it i was like holy yeah right yeah this is like and i think too the idea of fests growing and watching it grow over time you can be like wow this is the year it took the jump where all of a sudden people are flying in from all over the world and 
it's just like you know yeah. your 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 hometown where you're like yeah. oh yeah Louisville yeah. like growing up and seeing like fests like United Blood and FYA and then of course Sound and Fury and this is hardcore like watching Hate Five Six videos and then like my friends wanting to do that version of that for us and at first it was like. I mean, like, people made fun of LDB. You know what I mean? Like, it it was like people would be like, why the hell would I want to go to Kentucky? (laughs) Right. Nobody. Cute idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm going to request off of work and go to Kentucky of all places. And now, like, to see it become, like, held in the same standard as those fests, people that are as excited to fly to California and go to Sound and Fury are just as excited to come to LDB. It's like a crazy thing. They literally, like, made louisville cool sure with this vest which is yeah that's a that's not a small feat in and of itself yeah not at all. <laughs> so speaking of fests because now you have obviously not only played a ton of fests but attended a lot of festivals when i put you on the spot and say like it doesn't it, it can be playing or it can be just obviously watching what are some of your favorite fest moments so to speak Knocked Loose is fortunate enough to exist in this world where we're in like this mainstream circuit of festivals. Sure. And those are never really exciting to play. Like your set is never going to be insane. Like right. when, when you play like uh, Louder Than Life or an Aftershock yeah. or Welcome to Rockville. And I don't mean that in any disrespect to those fests because no. like we're we're super honored to be able to play it, but it's just you're kind of playing it for a different reason. You're hoping to win those people. Whereas when Knocked Loose is fortunate enough to play a more like hardcore rooted fest or a fest that's a little bit more DIY, you're definitely more likely to have like a very exciting set and a set that people are going to talk about. But both are so interesting in different ways. Whereas like the mainstream fests, it's exciting to be able to say like, yeah, we're playing a fest next month with, uh, Kid Rock you right. know what I mean and like we're not <laughs> right. playing with Kid Rock that was just the first name that of came course head, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah we played with Limp Biscuit in Belgium and I watched him play to more people than I've ever seen anywhere like probably 80,000 people sure and I like snuck onto the stage and like watched him play from the stage and it was just like I had one of those moments where he was playing break stuff and I was like this is what destroyed uh, Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like watching all these people like lose their mind. So like that's cool. Like you'll be in catering. One time Ice T just like sat down at our table and ate lunch with us. <laughs> so like incredible. those fests are awesome because of that. But then like obviously like I don't even count LDB because it feels like this doesn't feel like a gig really. It's just like all of our friends are hanging out. Yep. Like um but like doing like outbreak was exciting because like one i liked every single band that played like that was such an exhausting day because i had the schedule screenshot on my phone and i literally was back and forth back and forth like main stage side stage main stage side sure. stage and i watched every the only time i wasn't watching bands that day was when you was and I when were, we were out. <laughs> so like that that's obviously like it's exciting when you see a fest like that get announced and then you see like your day lineup get announced. Oh yeah. And you're like, Oh hell yeah. Like I'm playing with a bunch of friends or yeah. bands I want to see yeah, or exactly. band, like to your point, 
a band you want to meet. You're like, yeah, I've never met them, and I love them. Yeah, yeah. And I get to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So obviously, you are playing this fest because it's your hometown. But then you know, it's a ten year celebration. Like the fact that you've been a band ten years. That's. T- I mean, I'm sure it's weird to you. It's also like I feel like you're a new band. You're clearly not. Like, yeah, <laughs> you've existed for ten years. I'm sure it's hard for you to reflect on 10 years of being in a band but like when i mention that to you what does that make you kind of think of besides the fact like i'm just glad we're here yeah i so i've been working on the 10 year stuff for months now like we we were lucky enough to have a couple months to kind of relax and it allowed me to like fully focus on what i was going to do to kind of make this weekend a little bit more special for the band sure and sometimes i feel like i get so like focused in and like tunnel vision on something that I don't really understand like the major scope of it and it always allows it to kind of like I'm like an extremely emotional person so it always you don't you don't say Brian (laughs) so it always allows it to like hits like way harder because I've kind of put it off so being here like being back in Kentucky and yesterday went to quills and they have a banner hung up for knocked loose where like all throughout louisville if you're not from louisville you're probably not familiar but they have like it's called like lose heroes okay and they have banners hung up on like skyscrapers downtown that say like jennifer lawrence is louisville because like she's from here or like muhammad ali's louisville or like there's like a famous author named sue she has a banner um doctors and stuff and i always like joked about how cool it would be to have like a knocked loose's louisville banner right so um taylor and our manager vitalo actually worked out getting one made and quills agreed to hang it so at the quills location downtown they've got this giant banner that's like a picture of us and it says knocked loose's louisville and like seeing that was kind of like everything like rushing in and i was like wow, we've been a band for 10 years. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's, I, I like, I really like that because it's those things that you never, ever have a plan to execute. You're like, all right, we're going to play in this dumb hardcore band that's going to get a banner on a coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not part of your no. plan. I mean, I never would have, like, I would have laughed if you said that we would have been a band for 10 years. Like, I would have sure. laughed if you told me I would do, like, a quarter of the things that I've been lucky enough to do. We definitely have just been playing like catch up. Like we get presented with new opportunities and we we jump at the opportunity because we're just a band that likes to do as much as we can. And then sure. it's like figuring out how to navigate these new worlds and new avenues. And uh, it's been really interesting. And but it's like it's way more emotional being from a place like Louisville where like I've watched the scene grow and change and the people that have stayed have just always been like i may not be the best at like saying hello or introducing myself but i see people and i see them here and i watch them grow and i and i like i've always wanted there to be like this no barrier between me and like the community that i'm so thankful to be a part of here in louisville sure um no matter how big we got I always, whenever I came home, I I never felt that because I was just like I just want to be a part of this. Right, you're just a kid going to a show. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, which is cool. And on that topic too, the idea that I mean, most hardcore bands, 
if they release more than two LPs, that's like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. And the fact that you guys have obviously put out a decent amount of music beyond you know the band obviously turning into a quote-unquote job for you now like that is what you make your living off of how um how do you yourself try to make sure that you're keeping it fresh where it's like because it it can get easy for you to just be like all right tour record blah 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 like you know but how do you try to keep yourself connected like that is it simply just showing up as a kid at a show or whatever or yeah there's still like we're like we're fans first sure of what we're what we're doing you know what i mean like we get opportunities to do things luckily that we're like legitimate fans of like right. this last last year we entered a world of tour like a brand new world of touring for the band where which was like arenas so like that's something that like no like screaming band thinks that they'll ever see sure. you know what i mean like we were playing arenas and i'm like looking at like like, we played the Forum in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I'm looking at, like, banners from the Lakers <laughs> hanging from the ceiling, and I'm like, I shouldn't be yeah, what am I doing here? Yeah. yeah. But, like, we were on tour with Bring Me the Horizon, a band that every single member of my band is a fan of. Sure. So, like, it's just, like, there's a level of excitement that I feel like stays there, and if it's something that doesn't excite us, we don't do it. Yeah. And and luckily, like, everybody in my band is very open-minded, and we've always been very open-minded. We're very different people musically. So, like, the exciting things, the, the like, realm of possibility for things that excite us is so wide. Right, we, right. Last year, we did our first rap tour yeah. uh, with Suicide Boys, and we were the only band on the tour. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that was brand new. So, sure. like, that was exciting. That was also the biggest shows that we've ever played, like, even bigger than the forum like right we didn't know what to expect going into this whatsoever and day one was lincoln nebraska to like nine to ten thousand people and i was like this is the best tour ever and <laughs> um, a member of the touring party was like oh just wait tomorrow we're playing new mexico and there's twenty seven thousand tickets sold oh my gosh and i was like you're like what What? i was like we've never played with that people yeah our entire life i was like that's every single person in new mexico (laughs) Right, yeah, this is the whole state coming. Yeah. And it, what I liked about that for you guys as well is the fact that it seemed like because you were the you know odd people out in regards to you being the only band, there was a lot of, cl- like, you know, you would do guest vocals with them and, like, they would come out and obviously, you know, participate with you guys. Yeah. I'm sure before taking the tour, were you guys scared of doing that? Because it's like, dude, we could get completely killed on stage. Not really scared. I sure. feel like even like that kind of challenge is exciting. Like we've done tours where we're kind of like the polarizing band on the bill. Like we did a tour with the day to remember. Yeah. Obviously we're different. And, and like that was in some ways a harder crowd to win than the suicide boys crowd. Interesting. Because I feel like suicide boys have this amazing underground thing happening right now where their fan base is like young kids that, love the aggression yeah and they and like their shows they they mosh and they crowd surf and they jump up and down and like it if you like closed your ears and just watched the crowd you would think that you were at a giant metal show yeah yeah so like when you give them something that's like actually aggressive they their heads would just explode right they're like wow this is screaming and i love it Yeah. yeah yeah so like 
it, it just translated extremely well. But we were like excited. There was definitely some nerves. Like I get nervous before every show, no matter what. Sure. But on that tour, every day I was like, "Today's gonna be the day they hate it." <laughs> right. And this, then this it would go turn. great. So then the next day I would be like, "It's got to be today." <laughs> yeah, you're like the whole tour. The shoe yeah. is gonna drop at some point. Yeah. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> um. So that I mean that makes sense in regards to you only doing the things that will excite you and keep you engaged as opposed to we have to do this tour because that's just what we need to do as a business or whatever. Yeah, so, I, f- yeah. I can legitimately say like um, navigating Knocked Loose as a business has been a huge learning experience sure. and that's something that I'm very, very hands-on with. Um but I can confidently say that, like, although those conversations are obviously had, like, yeah, we're going to do Suicide Boys because it will help the business. Right. I can confidently say that we've never done anything just because of the business. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's been tours that we've done with bands that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, but I always walk away with new friends. I always walk away, like, most of the time a fan of their band because I'm, like, exposed to it in a new light. Right. Um but like there's definitely been tours where it's like maybe I'm a huge fan of it and our drummer's not but there's that compromise or vice versa right. it's never been solely like yeah this sucks but we're going to do it right. to grow the band <laughs> totally everybody hates this we know we're probably going to have a terrible time but like we'll get paid yeah no that's never happened yeah 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 uh something that I've found I mean ever since you have you know moved out to LA and obviously made friends there etc cetera, etc cetera, uh, I find it interesting the um, the sort of fashion world is opening up to you in way I mean when I say fashion like I don't mean you're doing runway shows and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> but just like the idea of integrating yourself because there's such a connection between you know merchandise and fashion and obviously punk and hardcore uh, what has kind of interested you in sort of exploring that whether it's like the collabs that you're doing and that sort of stuff yeah i i've always been a fan of clothes and shoes and like when noctilus started touring i just like demon didn't even really have enough money for food let right. alone like buying hundred dollar <laughs> shoes like sure so over the years i've gotten more and more into it and traveling has exposed me to like different styles and and things and like getting to go to a place like japan and it's just like like i know you've been several times but it's just like the best place in the world for shopping totally and and then like that paired with when i moved to la i was kind of like telling myself i needed to like step out of my comfort zone a little bit like i'm a pretty like reserved person and a lot of people kind of mistake that for like maybe me being standoffish a lot of it is just I have, like, a really bad resting bitch face. Right. <laughs> but I promise I'm not, like, pissed off all the time. Sure. But um, so when I moved to L.A., I was like, I need to be better about putting myself in new situations. And that's kind of exposed me to, um, like, we just did a collab with the brand Market. Right. Um, I met someone that worked for that company. And then just, like, through talking, the conversation kind of snowballed into doing that um designer freestyle that they had me do which was like super fun and also something that i had already like i design knocked loose merch and i always have um so i feel like i'm very hands-on with like the clothes that we make and the clothes that i wear so being able to kind of like do that for knocked loose in video form was like really exciting yeah no it's cool too because i think that that 
gives it gives you a different outlet of creativity but then it still obviously gets people that may not like there's obviously a lot of people who have no they don't care that you're in a band but they're just like oh look at this thing and then all of a sudden it's like oh wow this band's kind of cool it just opens the world up yeah it kind of circles back to what i was saying a second ago where it's like i was super excited for that opportunity and i worked really hard on it and then once it came out it kind of settled in like this is a very good opportunity for the right. Band. You know what I mean? Like business wise, like market is a very well established brand. Totally. That I've been following for so long that I feel like I didn't really realize how big they had gotten. Right. So like it, once it released and I saw the reception of the release, I was like, oh, this is actually like right. also really dope for yeah. the business. This is what a collaboration is supposed yeah, to be like. Yeah. 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 This is working well. Uh, a few last things I want to hit on was th- this is kind of a, a quick hit question, but for you personally, and this is a, I know an age old debate, and there's no right answer. Stage dives or sing alongs, which is better for you personally? Not so much maybe like the way that people interact with you. Yeah, like as far as you know, either singing along or stage diving on your head, which is obviously never the funnest when you get kicked in the back <laughs> of the head or microphone in the teeth. But for you, stage yeah. dives or sing alongs? I. It's weird that you said it that way because I feel like usually the question is moshing or stage dives. Yeah. Which in that regard, I would pick stage dives. Okay. Because like I would rather there always be a hefty front row than like the horseshoe. Right. um, But sing-alongs versus stage dives. Yeah. I don't know because... Yeah, that's that's a really tough one. I know it I th- and that's and honestly maybe that's why cuz like, I know moshing like you really are there are not not everybody participates in that. A lot yeah. of people obviously just like to I mean I literally I know myself. I have moshed as in like swung my arms like once on accident. Okay. And every time I die a show in okay. like 2001, I got pushed in the pit, but Well, yeah. Quick side thing Please. i'm gonna ask you a question because I, I always ask this when we tour with we actually asked every time i die when we toured with them because they're like they're older now and they've been doing it for so long sure what band would have to play again to get you to mosh oh that's a good question jordan buckley's answer Please. was premonitions of war <laughs> wow that would be sick that's a deep he cut. said that was also the last time he moshed as well wow and i said unfortunately if they played now he might be the only one moshing he it, it, there would probably be like four people yeah. yeah he would be the one moshing and yeah. other people would be like who's the band yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is there a band that could get you to pit if <sighs> that's a good that's a that that is, i appreciate the tough question asking. Yeah. You, so you're deflecting so yeah. I, okay i uh, will pick sing-alongs okay. to answer your question Thank i will you. pick sing-alongs because i can pinpoint so many moments in knocked loose's history where a sing-along has made a specific show remembered forever that's true and i have a really good memory when it comes to shows and the shows that we've played but like first big show we ever played was mixtape fest in long island oh yeah it was like maybe 700 people 800 people sure first time we ever played to that many people and i i literally said if our set's good i will know by how many people say all my friends are dead right and it was such a good reaction that i like teared up on stage i could imagine like yeah yeah, you're just like what yeah why do you all know this yeah yeah that's amazing well I, i appreciate that yeah so as far as a band out of retirement that's tough i mean i think I remember the closest I came to willingly mosh myself, like besides the sing-alongs, yeah. was probably Hope Conspiracy. 
and one. that like I mean there are just certain bands where it's just like oh I feel I mean circle pitting no problem I'll do that yeah, all day yeah. long I mean not because I'm old now I wouldn't yeah. I won't do that but uh, yeah hope hope conspiracy would probably yeah be my that's response. a good one yeah um, last question the idea that you you now you obviously have you know EPs LPs this is very random but would you ever do a double LP. Yeah, what do you just mean an, as like so just, many songs that it has yeah, to be like on if, two records? Totally, totally. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I I feel like today's like attention spans are just getting shorter. Yeah, and, and I am a, per, a person that loves the album format. I love creating an album because there's we like to focus on so much more than just we wrote at least ten songs that are good enough. Like we like to really focus on how they flow, where they fit, each song has its place, what song's going to be the single. Like Sometimes we have songs that we're like, this isn't going to be a single, but it will be a, a staple live. Sure. Like Belleville is a song we play almost every show. That wasn't a single, but we just knew writing it that we were like, this song is kind of made for a live atmosphere. Right. Um, I would be I would be really nervous to do a double LP. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I do, on the other hand, in the back of my mind, have... Uh, an idea stored in my notes. This is like leaking big stuff here. If I, anybody, <laughs> podcast if, exclusive. Yeah. All right. I if anybody it. here will remember this when the time comes, but I think that you'll be able to appreciate appreciate yeah. this as someone who loves vinyl. But in 2019, we released a different shade of blue. Yep. And literally, when we released it, I had the idea that 10 year anniversary of that record. Oh, okay. Um, if we're still around, sure. Um release a box set of seven inches that are all a different shade of blue oh yeah oh that'd that, be awesome yeah that gives me goosebumps yeah. just talking <laughs> and then like and it and it fits perfect where you could do two a seven inch right and then we would include like maybe a, an unreleased b-side right f- from that session on like the last one just to make it even two every seven inch. right yeah. and make it even more special from that perspective yeah. but i can like, see yeah. the mock-up in my head of all the records in different colors like in Dude, like a yeah. spectrum the whole spectrum of yeah, yeah cyan awesome. periwinkle yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well i uh yeah I'll, I'll even if you're not a band i'm gonna hold you to that and yeah. just be like you just randomly text you yeah. hey brian it's about that time to yeah. do that seven inch if we're not a band you can hit me up and say you probably need money. You should do this, <laughs> hey Brian. Yeah, about about that. You know, like yeah. you can. Yeah, you can yeah. figure this out and do yeah. that. <laughs> well, I very much appreciate you hanging out. Everybody, give it up for Brian and thank you for for watching. Yeah, thank you. In about ten or fifteen minutes, I'll have the dudes from Koyo up here. But yeah, again, thank you, Brian. Yeah, You're the thank best. you. <laughs> I feel like we could talk for 12 hours we we absolutely can't we could do just a marathon podcast yeah. to be like everybody's spending the night here are you guys okay yeah. with that a lock-in podcast Dude, totally yeah we'll just, have to do a box set of all the episodes i've been on i know we're getting to that point where it's yeah. just like speaking of double lps how about like seven hours of brian yeah. and ray talking <laughs> i think i think our maybe significant others and maybe our parents would like that but i don't think anybody yeah. else would yeah uh, my significant other's probably sick of hearing me talk at this point <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, yeah I appreciate thank it. You, of course. What a chat with Brian. But first, before we go into a conversation with his brother, which I'll tell you more about in a moment, I have to tell you about the awesome people at evilgreed.net. They are a web store, web solution for bands and record labels to obviously open up a store. But on top of that, they serve you, the customer. <laughs> 
And I know that that's probably just like a weird way of me describing what an awesome, awesome web portal evilgreed.net is in regards to sending you merch. They got vinyl, they got shirts, whatever it is that you want, they got. But they are a very highly curated, they honestly act kind of like a record label where it's like, they're not open up the floodgates to work with every single band on the planet. They have a very specific focus on like, I would call it sort of artistic heavy stuff. That's like my own description. That's not something that they did. But Use this promo code, 100 words, and gets you 10% off your entire order. They recently just partnered up with one of my favorite newer bands, Knoll, K-N-O-L-L. If you like something like Discordance Axis and just like really dirty yet visceral grind stuff, you'll love Knoll. But they open up that store. They also work with bands like Straight From The Path. They work with bands like Russian Circles, labels like Triple B, Sergeant House Records, the list could go on, but just go to evilgreed.net. They work in Germany, but they ship stuff to you very quickly here in the United States. That's why they're partnered with this show, because they want people in the States to know what's up with it. And they make it really easy for you. You know, you don't have to do some weird conversion rates. It's basically like, yo, show me in USD prices what you got going on. So that is evilgreed.net. The promo code is 100 words, 10% off your entire order. And support Evil Greed, because I do. And I think you should as well. There you have it. That was a great discussion with Brian. He, <laughs> I always like it when people are talking to me and they're like, I guess I shouldn't really be talking about this because of like professional business reasons. But like, you know, I'm going to talk about it anyway. So I just love the way that his brain works in regards to thinking about his band, you know, five, 10 years down the line. It's just, it's really cool. So thank you to Brian. Let's talk to his little brother, Trey, who plays drums in X Weapon X and is just is so down for the core. I love it. I love to see and hear and feel the you know late teens, early 20s energy that uh, gets piped through this particular conversation. But frankly, anybody that I observe on the outside, just because it's, you know, I, I was there. I did it. I still care about this. And like, it just carries me further within my love for punk and hardcore and everything else. So anyways, here's a discussion with Trey. You know what's important about live music festivals? Merch. And you know what's important to me? Merch. And you know what this awesome ad is for? Rockabilia.com. You know what it's coming. First and foremost, you have to go to Rockabilia.com and use the promo code 100 words or less as you toss a bunch of items in your cart from bands like, I'll just throw some random bands out. You're like, all right, you know what? How about a uh, ACDC uh, onesie for my new kid? Oh, okay, perfect. Or how about something from, uh, you know, a deep cut from like a Goo Goo Dolls tour from 2013? I kid you not. They have over half a million items. They ship directly to you from the Midwest here in the United States of America. And all of this stuff is officially licensed. I just love to be able to support an independent business, be able to support bands, and then get cool merch on top of it. Like I said, use this promo code, 100 words or less, go to rockabilia.com, poke around, you will have so much fun. I know I do. Every time I do these ad reads, I like to look at their website and then just like fall into rabbit holes. It's so much fun. Anyways, thank you very much for your continued support. And again, 10% off, 100 words or less. Now, here's the rest of the show. Trey, thank you for doing this. Thank and you I for appreciate having me. I'm very excited. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Trey plays in a, well, let's, let's clarify. Cause I've obviously seen people write X weapon X or weapon X it's X weapon X, correct? Or is it just weapon? 
Technically, it's X Weapon X. Okay. Uh, because there was a bit of a conflict when we first started. Uh, the goal was for it to be just Weapon X. Right. Uh, but there was a band from California that was like commenting on LDB's posts, like you should have the real Weapon X play. So oh we gosh. Okay. So I guess technically on paper it's X Weapon X, but in our hearts it's always just Weapon X. Right. See, I thought it was going to be Marvel was coming after you for <laughs> being like, hey, listen, you guys can't take Wolverine's corner. I don't know if you're familiar with that, like Weapon X. A little bit. Okay. Our singer Dave more so. Okay. He's a total comic nerd. That's where it originated from, actually. Right. That's kind of what I was imagining. Because it's funny, too, now where it's like, obviously, every band name can be like figured out instantly if you're just Googling it. But now that bands can get ahead of that and be like, all right, we're going to change our name before it gets yeah. too far. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this... This is exciting for me to have you because I've obviously spoken to your brother many, many times and punished him to, uh, you know, be on this podcast. But being and so this is actually the first time where I've had like people of the same family <laughs> on the podcast. So it's cool to be able to see from your perspective, obviously, as the younger sibling, mm-hmm. like getting into, you know, punk and hardcore and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because here's the question where usually siblings are really trying to kind of create their own paths where they're like, all right, this is what my brother and sister's into. That's stupid. I need to do something different. But it seems like all of you guys have really, you know, done your own thing, but gravitated towards DIY punk and hardcore. Did you ever feel the, I guess, need to try to like do your own thing because your brothers were doing the stuff? Not really, honestly. Um, When we were younger, we weren't close at all, which is weird to think about now because both of my brothers are like my best friends in the world. Right. Um, but as like uh, Brian started going to local shows and stuff, and Dallas started getting older, he would like kind of force Dallas to come. Uh, and when I was younger, I was like big into sports. Okay. Uh, so I had like no interest in hardcore whatsoever. Um, and then just the older I got, I like fell out of sports, and they were like, "You should start coming to shows." And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And sure. it just clicked one day. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What sports were you doing? Just basketball. I played football uh, my sixth grade year. Uh, my nickname was Lucky Charms because I was short and had red hair. And then I <laughs> did quit. you did you like that nickname or you're like all. okay? I was no. gonna say that seems kind of mean. Yeah. yeah. And then I quit the next year. Uh, but I played basketball for about seven or eight years, and then I quit after middle school. Okay, got it, got it. And it did you feel like because you were doing sports, like, and you obviously weren't necessarily interested in going to shows, like, did you feel like those two worlds couldn't collide or was it just like, I'm not interested in that? I guess I just wasn't interested. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it's, it's less and less now, but it's like, there used to be that parallel path where it's like, if you get into sports, like you can't be a jock, we don't welcome you at shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't happen as much anymore, yeah. but it's cool that you didn't feel that pressure mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it seems like the uh, I'll kind of dive into the uh, X Weapon X stuff where it seems like the I'm going to compare it to being from Orange County, uh, a great band called Throwdown started as a joke. And I'm not calling what X Weapon X is a joke, but is there a little like tongue in cheek like, hey, this is kind of silly, but also really fun. Like big time. OK, just wanted to make sure yeah, I was absolutely. tracing. OK, was it uh, so from the get go, you were like, all right, this is going to be like a really not maybe not funny straight edge band but just like obnoxious okay obnoxious i didn't want to say it i wanted you to say it yeah absolutely (laughs) uh we knew with like brian and isaac being gone all the time uh that we could just make it as ridiculous as we wanted and then just like play shows every now and then right yeah got it and so yeah (laughs) the idea that and you knew that people were going to pay attention to it just based off of who was in the band but was it one of those things that like 
people just, I guess, outside of the scene, once they started to pay attention to it, you're just like, oh, wow, this is weird that this like people are really paying attention to what we're doing? It is very weird to me. It's the first band I've ever been in, like, written music with, uh, and so the support that it's gotten blows me away every single day. It's right. wild. <laughs> and especially, too, where I know a lot of things, like if you start it as something that's not serious and then it turns in, not like this is turning into mm-hmm. your full-time job or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it gets more recognition, then you're like, hey, why didn't you pay attention to the thing that mm-hmm. I was doing, like, for reels or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> so when you started to, because you've, you've played with Dare and you've done a lot of touring mm-hmm. and stuff like that, when you first started to get out there, um, how did your parents react to where it's like, oh, wow, now we got another kid that's going to be on the road and like were your parents as permissive as they were with your siblings? Yeah, it was just just another day. Like <laughs> they were so it. used to it with Brian and Dallas being gone that they were like, "All right, well, we'll see you in a month." <laughs> so it's like all of the work that they did, they were just they're like, "Oh yeah, like this, this is what Trey's going to do." Yeah. Yeah. And did touring meet your uh I guess expectations or were there things that you were surprised about? Um I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. Sure. Uh, That's why I asked it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've done a lot of touring. Like, I toured with Dare a lot, and then I've done quite a few tours with Knocked Loose now, just, like, running merch for him. Yep. Uh, and so it was weird to see how things work on both ends of the spectrum because uh, Dare is obviously more on the DIY side, and then Knocked Loose, with the success they've gotten, it's like crazy on their side so i've sure. gone from like doing three weeks in a van to hopping in a bandwagon with knocked loose and it's like it's been very cool to see both sides of the spectrum right and when you were playing with dare like you got a chance to go over to europe and there's a lot of things that you did what uh i guess what was surprising about touring europe versus the stuff that you had done in the states at that point everyone in europe is very accommodating yeah like every night there's a there's a place for you to stay they make you dinner like every venue has food for you and that's just not how it is in the states no we don't we don't care yeah not at all (laughs) figured out on your own that's it yeah whataburger and hotels that's right and and barely that where it's like if you i mean it's like people at shows are obviously generous like opening their houses Mm -hmm. or whatever but if you're you know you ask the promoter hey could you help me out this no unless they're obviously like a hardcore kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) um is it when you first started to you know really go to shows and you know starting to claim straight edge and stuff like that was it um was that kind of just a real easy choice for you to do that? Like that was always kind of who you were. Like, did you mess around with like drugs or alcohol before, or was it just like, nah, it was never me. No, I, uh, I'm gold star straight edge. So, Oh, I uh, have never heard that gold star straight edge. So like, you've literally never had a, like a sip of alcohol, never touched anything. Wow. Yeah. So it was very seamless. Okay. Yeah. So like you just stepped into it and that was like who you were. Exactly. Got it. And did you receive any, like from just your kind of, general friend group besides kids that are obviously in the scene and stuff like that were people like weirded out by that decision were they like trey what do you like we know you don't like to party but what is this whole straight edge thing more so just like curious because it's like completely new to them obviously so i guess it was a little bit of like what are you doing but also just like curious about it right um as you were, you know, kind of growing up and going to school and stuff like that, were did you have any uh, aspirations as far as like? I mean, I know you are still very much young and 
you have your future ahead of you. But what was, uh, you know, what did you want to do as far as like a career, a job, all that sort of stuff? Are you still figuring that out? Still figuring it out, honestly. That's fair. I've never really had a good idea of like wanted, what I wanted to do with my future, uh, yep. and so I'm just like having fun with it. Right, right. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> it's fine. I can be an X Weapon X for like 20 years. We're totally fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, the the fact that you have been able to watch this festival grow over time, because I, I don't know, what was your first year that you attended LDB Fest? Uh, it was 20. 20- 18, I think it was the last year at the Cure Lounge. Yeah. If that checks out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're looking to the crowd. Is, is that true? Is that true? Uh, and so watching that and grow into what it is now, um, what's your perspective on that? Like, why Louisville? Like, I know that the city is special and clearly has a long history with music. Um, but for you, what kind of is the secret sauce in Louisville? Uh, another good question. Thank uh, you. Everyone here is very inclusive. Okay. I think that's the key to it. So, like, uh, for example, a band from here just started called Surfaced, uh, and their first show was recently, and it was packed out for their set because those kids just went to their high school and were passing out flyers. And I think uh, that's just, like, obviously cities do that, but Louisville is just very special in that way. They're like, if you want people to come to your show, then you're going to tell people about it. Right. I also think it's interesting, too, because you, even though it's like the scene in Louisville has always been really, you know, like very diverse as far as like punk and hardcore. I mean, back to the 90s where it's like, you know, a, a terrible band called, uh, you know, Slugfest can play shows here. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I d- didn't see Scott out there. Um, but yeah, it's like bands like, you know, Slugfest can play with like Falling Forward or whatever. And then how even though that is, uh, you know, so far removed many years later, the the scene always looks backwards and is like, oh yeah, we recognize like all these bands that have come from here. Was, when did that, I guess, come important to you to be like, oh yeah, like so much stuff existed in the past that like, you know, I wasn't even a fetus when this was happening. I'm not going to lie. I'm not very knowledgeable. It's I'm not, this isn't a quiz. I'm not, yeah. (laughs) It's okay, but like, but you have like kind of you know. I'm I'm sure as each month passes, you Mm -hmm. learn about certain things that Mm -hmm. you're like, oh wow, I didn't know that happened here. Yeah, Brian and Dallas are constantly telling me about like legendary shows that happened before. uh, It wasn't in Louisville, but like Foundations last Midwest show I think was in Indianapolis. Sure, Uh, and so I hear about that one all the time, and just like crazy stories like that. Right, right, and it's cool for you to hear those stories. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this is a uh, this is a question I've been posing to people here because I think it's a never-ending debate, and each person has their own answer. Uh, so, for you personally, what is better, stage dives or sing-alongs? I know it's a tough it's a tough question. That is very tough. Um, and there's and to be clear, there's no wrong answer. Like if you say one, I'll be like, no, that's sorry, that's wrong. You get kicked out of the scene, so you're fine. Personally, for me, if I'm like actively at a show, I love stage diving. Okay. But from like a viewer's perspective, sing-alongs. Right. Yeah. Sing-alongs do have that element of you can remember a time and a place of watching a band mm-hmm. where it's like, I can't believe every person in this room knows the words to this song. It's wild. Right. Whereas like, I mean, I think sometimes the stage dive component also is 
funny if you see someone do a bad dive or get yeah. dropped and you're like, I'll never forget that. Yeah, absolutely. I think a good example of great sing-alongs is Kublai Khan. Oh, yeah. Because almost any time I've ever seen them, it's like the entire crowd knows every word. Right. It's insane. It's true. It's true. And especially, too, where it's like that... Uh, there are certain bands that clearly write songs specifically for sing-alongs, and I'm not saying Kubicon doesn't do that, but there are certain sing-alongs that all of a sudden become a thing that mm-hmm. people didn't intend, where it wasn't like, oh, here's the group vocal part. It's like, oh, oh, so that's the part you're yeah. doing the sing-along for? Oh, interesting. Um, I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but skateboarding's been a pretty important part of your life. Like, did you get into that, like, when you were, you know, very young, like, eight, nine, ten years old, or when did that come? I think this year will be three years skating. Oh, so this it, is a little... Or four. Okay. Three or four, yeah. Or it should be three, because I started, like, uh, August of the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. And what did you... Like, getting that as a little bit later in life, mm-hmm. like, you know, usually people dive in when they're, like, 11, 12... Mm-hmm. What have you, like, are you as fearless as, like, maybe you would have been when you were younger? Or Absolutely not. Okay. There's a huge learning gap for me because I'm terrified of getting hurt. And so, like, there's tricks that I know I could physically do, but I'm just afraid of it not paying off and getting hurt. Right. Well, t- talk to me about it. You're afraid. I mean, I think most people are afraid of getting mm-hmm. hurt, but there's probably, like, is it more of a pain tolerance or, like, oh, I'm going to break something so I can't, like, do stuff? Pain tolerance. Okay. I'd be fine with sitting on my butt for a while. Sure. Uh, maybe get out of work a little bit. Um, but I, I don't handle pain very well. Okay. And so I just like, I overthink it for sure. So no tattoos in your future? Oh, I have plenty of tattoos. Okay. Then how, I feel how, like it, I've never broken a bone, knock on wood, um, but I feel like it's a, a world of difference. Sure. Right, yeah. I mean, I guess if you can't compare to that, but yeah. I mean, most people that look at tattoos, they're like, how do you sit for four hours? Mm. And you say you have no pain tolerance, but you've clearly... That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not calling point. you a hypocrite. I'm just saying. I'm like, there's, there's... But to your point, there's different levels of... Especially if you know going into it that I'm going to be hurting mm-hmm. for about four or five hours. Um, the last thing that I want to hit on was the fact that um, you... I presume you want to, like play in other bands and express yourself in different artistic ways are there other other things that you want to do musically or artistically um i want to start a band with my other brother dallas okay Uh, that's high up on my checklist we've talked about it a bunch uh and it's just a matter of time sure uh so i feel like uh whenever that gets cooking we could eventually like hit the road together which is like it would be a dream of mine to do um that's really number one on my checklist. Okay. That's, I mean, I know this is not like a cool thing to say, but that's adorable that you're just like, I want to play with my brother. That's like the number one thing. But I think that is really cool because you can do something probably completely different than you would do with, you know, Brian or whatever. Yeah. And I just think being in bands with both of my brothers would be awesome. Right. Yeah. And how how many times have your parents, I guess, like, wa- have they watched X Weapon X? Have they watched you play personally? They have. Uh, our first show ever was about a year ago at LDB, uh, and they were at that one. And then uh, they'll be there again tomorrow. Okay. Were they, uh, what did they think of you? I mean, because obviously they've seen your brothers play, but, like, have they, were they scared for you? Like, were they, were they like, oh, we know what to expect? They had seen me play with Dare a couple times, okay. so, so they had seen me in a live environment. Um, I think they were more so excited to see me playing with Brian, because uh, my mom's a very emotional person, and she was like, oh my god. My babies are on stage. 
<laughs> that's very, it, it, I just like that idea of, you know, rather than like parents watching their, you know, kids at a sporting event or whatever, watching their, you know, children mm-hmm. make loud music and like having a tear in their eye. It's way cooler. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. It is, it is pretty cool. Uh, the last thing that I'll hit on is the um, the idea that you know you are still obviously like I was saying before very young and still uh, understanding like what your likes dislikes just in music in general and in life. Um, what is something that you ha- like you look back on even one or two years ago that you like really liked that you feel is just so silly or stupid now where it's like not e- and not even like a guilty pleasure where mm-hmm. it's like dude I love like. So many people that are like, I loved Blink back in the day, but they suck now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't roll with that. But and it, if you do have something that is like, people would define as a guilty pleasure. So is there, is there something that you're like, oh, I got a skeleton in my closet and I'm totally fine with it? Not really. No. I stand by any music I've ever liked. That's good. Well, then yeah. what, what, was your, what was your first introduction point to music that was like completely your own? Um... I try and stay up to date with a lot of new music, so there's no telling what band it actually was. Okay. Um, when I was getting into hardcore, Brian and Dallas would like try and show me the the oldies and the classics and stuff. Sure. But the I oldies. I love that you say the oldies. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel. <laughs> God, it makes me feel 475 years old. I love that the oldies. Anyway, sorry. I've just never heard hardcore referenced as the oldies, but that's beautiful. Anyways, yeah, they they showed you the old stuff. We'll say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I was always like trying to find the newer bands and stuff. Like that's how I found Dare. I came home from school one day and okay. I showed Brian and Dallas Dare's demo, and they're yeah. like, "What? Yeah, what is this?" Right? You're like, "This is my stuff." Yeah. <laughs> and then four years later, I was on tour with them. It was R- very crazy. Right. And did you, you like, did you just meet them and become friends with them, or were you like, "Yo, I'm gonna play drums for you"? I was a <laughs> big fan of the band, and so okay. we were just like really good friends. Uh, and then there was a tour in like November of 2021 uh, and Angel just randomly hit me up and was like yo we need a fill in would you be down to do it and I was like 100% right and then before that one was even over they were like spots yours if you want it and I was like I'm jumping in right wow that's cool that's (laughs) I just like that idea that you're just like if you guys ever need anything I'm here Well, uh, tri- was it, was this your actual first interview that you've ever done? No, you've um, probably done others. But I did the Scoped Exposure podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but that was my first. This is only my second. That's good. Well, you did great. Well, thank you, everybody, thank you for having me. Give it up for Trey. Second interview ever. Way to go, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> what a family affair here, right? Isn't that adorable that I could have brothers on? That's oh, just so cool. But it, genuinely, <laughs> I, I know that may sound sarcastic in some way, shape, or form, but I was uh, so stoked to have them both on because you could get different sides of the same experience. I, don't know, I just, I, I love it. So big shout out to both of them for appearing in a unconventional environment of live podcast at a music festival, but they loved it and I loved it. And I'm happy to release more episodes over the next coming weeks. So more LDB fest coverage coming soon. Next week, I have Aaron Hurd from Jesus Peace who just released an absolutely monster record. I had a friend of mine text me was like, dude, this Jesus piece record is really doing it for me. And I'm like, I know this band's great. I actually uh, had the fortune of seeing them many moons ago. This was probably like 2017 or something like that, or maybe 2018 uh, when they only self had come out and uh, man, that record killed me. And I got to see them here in orange County um, in a warehouse. It was a very, very cool show. Anyways, I got Aaron from the band on, and it was super fun conversation. So that's what we got next week. Until then, please be safe, everybody.
The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.